Hey there! Welcome to episode 69 of the Authors Read Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Bob Kretsch, and he'll read from his book, A Little Faith, a father's miracle story of faith, hope, love, and a micropremie. Hi, this is Bob Kretsch. I'm the author of A Little Faith, a father's miracle story of faith, hope, love, and a micro-preemie. I'm going to be reading today from the first chapter, which is called Babies Like This. Was it too soon to call a funeral home, a priest, our families? Ultimately, we just waited quietly. My wife Karen in the bed, me stiff and straight in the only chair, The institutional face of the hospital clock showed it was 5 p.m. Karen's maternity nurse, Kim, had been gone for an hour. I stared out the window at the setting sun, a wintry twilight of washed-out blues and grays spread across the sky. I wanted it to be over and yet to never come. Suddenly, I heard Karen gasp, and I knew it had started. Turning, I saw her staring straight at me, eyes wide. It's happening, she exclaimed. Blood seeped bright red onto the sheet below her waist. Karen pulled up her knees and gripped them tightly. I moved quickly to the bed, grabbed the call bell and squeezed the button hard. I waited expectantly for Kim's voice. The baby is low, Karen warned. Beads of sweat now dotted her forehead. I pushed the button again and again. I can feel it. It's ready to come out, Karen panted. The blood stain spread farther down the sheet. My heart beat wildly. I worked to study my voice. I'm going to get somebody, I said. Karen groaned and rocked back in the bed. I dashed into the hall and nearly rammed right into Kim, running from the other direction. Puffing for breath, her face flaming red against her white uniform, she flew past me into the room. Karen's having contractions, I called after her. She says the baby's coming. Kim didn't answer. She was pressing buttons and flipping switches on the console behind Karen's head. Karen, are you doing all right? She asked. Yes, Karen managed between pants. I'm okay. You're going to do fine, hon. She was speaking quickly, pulling cords, pushing more buttons. Just hang in there with me. Kim took Karen's hand. I moved around to the other side of the bed and held her other hand. Suddenly, a small army of nurses rushed in through the doorway, rolling carts of equipment in front of them. Ultra-white, bright lights were snapped on overhead. Curtains were yanked around us. Apparatus of all sorts was plugged in. Everyone was moving in different directions. In the midst of all the movement, Kim's voice was calm. Do you feel like you're ready to push? Karen breathed. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead and push, Kim urged. Karen strained and arched her back. She gave a high gasp and instantly Kim called out, It's a girl. From across the room, a nurse called back, 522. Cradled in Kim's large, soft hands, I saw something impossibly small. The only thing I'd ever seen like this before was from biology class. A fetal pig, tiny, and folded up in a jar of formaldehyde. I heard a little cry, just a tiny sound. I wasn't sure if it was my imagination, but 
Kim immediately called out. Baby cried. My heart leaped. Karen looked to me with a stunned smile. I knew we were thinking the exact same thing. The baby was alive. Kim passed the tiny form over to the other nurses. They surrounded the baby and it disappeared from our sight. As I tried to catch another glimpse, I noticed a woman in a pale yellow surgical gown off to the side. She was busily writing on a clipboard. She had short, light brown, almost crew-cut hair and large glasses. The way she kept writing and studying the equipment, I guess she was a technician. The baby remained hidden in a corner among the machines and nurses. The woman in the pale yellow gown placed the clipboard on a table and walked over to the bed. Her skin was very smooth. She was young, with a look of intelligence and confidence. She leaned toward Karen and spoke in a low voice. I'm Dr. Hecht, the neonatologist. It was a small turning up of the corners of her mouth, not quite a smile. She bent down closer to Karen. How are you doing? She asked. Karen replied breathlessly, I'm fine. How's the baby? Dr. Hecht straightened and spoke slowly in distinct measured sentences. Your baby is very sick. She's extremely small and unable to breathe at all on her own. We're keeping her breathing and heart going by machine. I thought, sick? Like with a disease? What a strange thing to say. The part about the machines keeping her alive I understood all too well. Dr. Hecht paused, and when she spoke again, her tone had changed. Almost instructively, as if talking to a child, she said gently to Karen, We are going to give her back to you to hold so that you can keep her warm as she passes on. That's really the best we can do. Karen listened to what surely must have struck her as a swirling of words and then turned to me a look of shock and disbelief on her face. I was enraged. Keep her warm until she passes on. Our daughter was alive. This was more than any of us had hoped for. We knew about the excellent neonatal intensive care unit. Why weren't we rushing her over there? The hot shock and revulsion I felt at Dr. Hecht's words passed. A feeling of cold calm and control snapped into place. I looked directly across the bed at her and asked, Aren't you going to take her down to the unit? For the first time, she looked my way. She answered in the same even tone. No, she's very weak and very small. She weighs less than a pound. We do not usually admit babies this small into the unit. She paused and then continued in a lower voice. Babies like this don't make it. I'd like to thank Bob for sharing his book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Author's Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Author's Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!